Hey guys, this is the New Heights Church Podcast, and we just want to welcome you and thank you for joining us today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Here at New Heights, we exist to love people and point them to Christ. Enjoy today's service. We've been talking for the last several weeks about kingdom culture. Everybody say kingdom culture. If you don't understand the concept of kingdom, almost everything Jesus taught about would have to be explained in a way to understand differently than what his intentions were. Because Jesus, even while he was on planet earth, is and was still the king of kings. Everything is, is, is literally at his authority. Everything is subordinate to his authority. So whenever he taught, matter of fact, he brought his cousin, uh, his cousin was born a little bit before him, uh, or, or, or you may know him as John the Baptist, but he preached practically the same message everywhere he went. He preached, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. And if you uh, think through the lens of repent, then the first thing that you have to understand is, is like the glossary of terms in the Bible. So I don't know about you, but I, I've done quite a few contracts in my life. And one of the first things in the actual contract is the list of definitions. It'll be some, I've had contracts that the, literally the list of definitions is three, four, five pages deep of just definitions so that there's nothing unclear about the contract that you are a part of. So it's, it's the same way in the Bible. If, if you say a word or a thing, there's a lot of different meanings and understandings of different words and, and, and concepts that are not necessarily accurate. So I'll just give you one with regards to repentance. The word repentance in the Bible, it comes, the, the word where Jesus and John the Baptist both use and, and, and our Bible, uh, the original language is the Greek language. It's the word metanoe. Now, when you typically hear the word repent, if you, if you don't know what I'm teaching already, you can think that repent just means to say, I'm sorry. You need to repent. You need to apologize. Well, if somebody spits in your face every day and then says you're sorry, you could give two foots about their apology. All you really want is them to change. So what he was saying is, metanoe the kingdom of God is at hand. Metanoe is the word change how you think. Change your thought process. One, one translation indicates it like this. Change your mindset. Some of you, 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 you've lived this long enough where you got one revelation and it changed your whole life. But what really changed was your mindset changed. You began to think different. And as a man thinks in his heart or his mind, it could have been translated exactly the same way in the Bible. As a man thinks in his mind, so is he. So if you think you're blessed, guess what? You'll, you'll end up in a ditch one day and say, well, I'm temporarily in a ditch, but I am blessed. Now, all this ties in with the rest of the teaching from the Bible. Because remember whenever he says, by his stripes we are healed? It's the exact same thing. It's the exact same understanding. Your condition legally is healed. And if you have a symptom trying to come on your body, you are just under attack in your legal condition of being healed. 
So we're not trying to get God to heal us because when Jesus was on the cross, he said it is finished. The Bible says that his stripes are what purchased our healing. So we're not trying to get God to heal us. We're trying to get what is legally ours to manifest in this seen realm. But you got to change how you think for that to happen. Because if if you just go about it and start making up your own definitions, I always get tickled when people say like this, well, God is this to me. Now, beautiful, as long as what you just said lines up with the Bible. Like if you want to say God is my healer, praise the Lord. To me, God is the Prince of Peace. Praise the Lord. And to me, God is the, the, the great physician. Praise the Lord. But if you want to say anything that doesn't line up with the Bible, respectfully, you might be creating a new God. And we are a church, not of people that have created a God, but are a group of people that were created by God. It's a big difference. Huge difference. Matter of fact, most religions that have the multiple gods, they just, they just make a new one for something they need. There are religions out there with millions of gods. Tell me that wouldn't make heaven confusing. Or just think about it for a minute. What would that really look like? Is there some cataclysmic war going on up there? No, no, no. There was one cataclysmic war. It lasted about as long as a bolt of lightning. The created entity, the created being named Lucifer decided to rebel against the, the, the God of heaven and earth. And when that happened, like lightning from the sky, he was flung from the heavens and now he resi- and now he resides in the same realm that you and I reside in. We just can't necessarily physically see him. So it took all of a bolt of lightning to, to stop the overthrow in heaven. So for you and for me, we have to understand that, that as we repent, we can't just indicate and make up our own examples. Now, if you do somebody wrong, certainly you should apologize. But what you really need to do is change. So repent means to change how you think. And he didn't say just change how you think into whatever you, you, you want. He said change how you think because the kingdom of God is at hand. Anything that it's a, is at hand, you can reach it. So for you and for me, we have to change how we think the kingdom of God is accessible now and was purchased by the blood of Jesus. Which is exactly the condition that Adam and Eve were in before Genesis chapter number 3 when sin came in. The animals were told what their name was by man, not by God. Matter of fact, all dominion and authority had been given to mankind. So when man spoke, creation could hardly discern, if at all discern, was that God or was that man? Because if you have the opportunity to speak on somebody else's behalf, that's called the power of attorney. That means what you say represents them and all the power that they have or don't have is what will back you at what you say because you have power of attorney. So Adam and Eve were walking around with power of attorney. Anything they said would happen. Well, that's a fat animal. I want to call it a hippo. Boom, that's a hippo. Genesis chapter 2, God sat back and watched him. He actually brought the animals in front of him. He said, what do you want to call this one, Adam? He said, ooh, long neck, giraffe. Now think about it. Think about it. How many times have you done something like that with your kids or grandkids? What do you want to do today, Billy? 
Hey, Billy, what do you want to watch on TV today? It's your TV. You bought it. You pay for Suddenlink or, or whatever cable company that you have. But even though it all belongs to you, you want to relegate the power of choice to your offspring. What do you want to watch? Our house is, is pretty simple. When I grew up, it was like this. What's for dinner? Food. <laughs> Who, who's ever heard an answer like that? What, what's for dinner? Food. That's what's for dinner. When are we going to eat? At dinner time. When is that? When it's ready. I'm looking this way because my parents are right here. I wouldn't lie in church though. My kids, just last night, it's eight o'clock at night. We're sitting there about to go to bed because we kind of go to bed early. It's about eight o'clock. We're sitting there about to go to bed. All of a sudden, my little 10 year old says, I'm hungry. My beautiful wife says, well, what would you like to eat? I thought, boy, I never got that option. <laughs> what would you like? She said, I don't know. I'm going to go look. She goes in the pantry. She's looking for what she wants to eat. Sticks her head out the pantry. She says, mom. She says, yes, baby. Can you help me find something to eat? Says, sure, baby. Next thing you know, there's a bowl of tomato soup getting warmed up. What I'm trying to tell you is... I bought the soup. Or Crystal and I bought the soup. Crystal and I put it in the pantry. Crystal and I bought the house that the pantry sits in. Crystal and I bought the car that drove to the store to pick up the soup that we bought to bring to the house that we bought, that the pantry that we bought is sitting in. Yet it is our great joy to relegate what belongs to us to our offspring when they choose what they want. You have to change how you think. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is made available here. Through What are you going to do in heaven? And I mean this with all due respect. You're going to go on a soul winning brigade in heaven? Say law. That's, that's King James speak for let's just stop and think for a minute. You're going to go lay hands on the sick in heaven? You're going to offer up somebody some Kleenexes to dry up their tears in heaven that don't exist? The only thing you will do for God that will echo in eternity that we're aware of right now is what you do now. So if you don't get the mindset that the kingdom is here and I am supposed to be an ambassador of said kingdom on planet earth so that everybody around me sees that I am in the world, but I am not of the world. I remember one time I was a little kid and we lived uh, uh, in a very small town uh, over in East Texas. And, and by the way, anyway, I'm from East Texas. And, and, and every now and then we do, we do stuff like, like hunting and fishing. If you don't like hunting and fishing, you don't have to hunt and fish, but we like hunting and fishing. And I am so shocked every time they catch me on video hunting or fishing, because if you think I have an accent now, Put me in the woods with a camouflage hat, and I swear, I sound like I fell off a turnip truck yesterday. 
I was like, what is this? We went hunting this weekend and I was looking at a video and I was like, is that what I really sound like? And my kids are like, it's actually what you sound like, dad. I was like, okay, praise the Lord. But I was a little kid in a small town in East Texas. And I remember one time I was playing like little kids do. Maybe this is how it is in your neighborhood, uh, but it's not that way in my neighborhood where I live now. But when I was a kid, a kid would go in anybody's yard he wanted to go in. I, it was nothing for me. My, my limitations were not the curb. My limitations were sometimes miles away that I could go ride my bike to the store and get me a, 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 a Dr. Pepper and some Reese's Pieces. Come on, somebody. Play a little pinball if I had enough change. And the, my other, my other limitations were, were blocks and blocks and blocks away. And I would ride my bike and I would go. And so I was, I was a free range kid, if that makes sense. And I remember one day I walked out and, and, and all of a sudden, right there, my neighbor was, was putting out some mulch of some kind in his flower beds. And, and I knew this because there was a trailer filled with some type of mulch or material or something like that. And I go walking by, just minding my own business, and all of a sudden I look down and there's a horny toad sitting there by the trailer. Now, if you're from East Texas, I just want you to know it rains, I don't know, every second or third day. And these horny toads, the ones with the, the horns on their head and the, 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 the horns around their side, little cute, little flat look. Well, maybe not be cute to you, but they were cute to me. A little flat looking little lizard thing. The only thing I knew for sure is that sucker is not from here. It was in East Texas, but it wasn't from East Texas. Now, the rest of the story on the toad, for all you guys who are really committed to the story now, is I put the toad in an aquarium, I put some sand in the bottom, a heat lamp, and the toad ate red and black ants until the day he died. And his name was, I don't remember. But here's the deal. You and me have to change how we think because the kingdom is at hand But you are supposed to represent while you are here, but not represent as if you are from here. Playing by a different set of statues. If statutes, if somebody can't look at you like I looked at that lizard and realize immediately, I do see that he's here. My eyes aren't playing tricks on me, but it's clear that he's not from here. There should be things in your life that are, that verify that though you are in the world, you are not of the world. Let me just give you a recap. We, we've been talking about these things for weeks. Kingdom culture. One of, one of the things that we talked about is kingdom culture has different levels of love. Come on, we don't just love people that love us. Godless heathens love people that love them. We love everybody. We may not let everybody in our house. Come on, somebody. But we love everybody first. Because that's how Jesus loves us. Before you ever repented, he died on a cross for you. He first loved us. So that is the example of love that we're to pour out. Number two, we think differently. We don't think in the realm of impossible. We think in the limitless realm of all things are possible. We change our thought processes 
So we're not, so we're not filling our mind. The book of Hebrews, uh, chapter number 11 says, you can't be mindful of what you came out of or you will have the opportunity to go back to it. We change how we think. Come on, if the only thoughts you have is how good it used to be, you need to open your eyes and see how good it really is. I'm talking about we change how we think. This is a kingdom culture trait. This is a cultural trait of our kingdom. If you go to Louisiana, you better expect they're going to have spicy food. It's a cultural trait of the region. If you take that same Cajun and you move them to Texas, they're still going to be eating spicy food. Even though they are in Texas, they are not from Texas. They are not of Texas. It's a shift when you begin to get a revelation that if you're going to maximize your life in this kingdom for the cause of Christ, that you're going to have to change how you think. Another thing we do, number three, is we change how we talk. If you don't sound a little goofy to the world every now and then, you probably sound just like the world. I don't remember when it was, but it wasn't too long ago uh, that they were telling us 12 years from now, Manhattan was going to be underwater. Am I the only one that read that? I don't know about you. And I'm not even saying they could, that, that somebody couldn't be right one day about this. But I'm just telling you, we talk different. We don't talk doom and gloom. We talk like this. The latter house will be greater than the former house. They say, when, when we go through hard times, we don't talk like the world. Say, woe is me. I can't believe how hard it is. Everybody's against me. Everybody's got their foot on my neck. We say it like this. These are just light afflictions. I count it all joy to be a partaker of the sufferings of Christ. When you tell somebody, God bless you, when they sneeze and somebody else rolls their eyes at you, that is not persecution. When persecution comes, you have to have already set your soul in line with the word of God. Your soul is your mind, your will and emotions to say, I count it all joy to be a partaker of the sufferings of Christ. It is a privilege when you are persecuted for the cause of Christ. But you cannot let it become a place of arrogance for you where you're running around trying to act like something is persecution when it actually is not persecution at all. It's you trying to be rude in the name of Jesus and somebody calling you out on it. I'm talking about we think different, we walk in love, and in the name of Jesus Christ, we talk different. We don't call things that are as if they are. We don't call things that were and just talk about what were. We call things that are not as if they already are. We call things that don't even exist into existence. We tell mountains to move and then if we see the mountain there the next day, we just repeat ourselves because apparently the mountain needs to clean its ears out. Because we are the elect of God. 
We are the blood bought. We are the born again. We are the set apart. We are the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have been given the most powerful instrument that has ever been given on the face of the earth or any other planet. We have been given the name that is above every name that can be named. And if you can put the name of Jesus in your mouth all day, every day, demons will be squealing and running when you walk in the room. We talk different. Well, that's just weird. Of course it's weird. That's because most people are indoctrinated by the world's diabolical dialect that when somebody actually starts talking kingdom, it freaks them out. The world never wants to stop its expansion of its, of its demeaning dialect and dialogue. It can't get wicked enough. That's basically how they write most music now. What was the most wicked thing we said before? Now we need to ratchet it up a little bit so the shock value will be there so that the media will pick it up and then they'll begin to say it, but they'll put little asterisks where the vowels go as if kids are morons and can't read what's actually going on. Parental advisory as if the parents are stopping them from buying it on their phone. Click, 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 click. The devil is a liar. We talk different. If you don't stand out every now and then, you probably sound like the world you're in. You should completely stand out. I'll tell you an example. And if you guys want to know the quality of the woman I'm married to, I was in an airport last week. Uh, maybe oh yeah, it was last week, I believe. And we're walking through and we go through the line and we get to the thing. We're dropping our luggage off. And this lady says to me, she says, would you like your boarding pass printed? And I said, no, thank you. Because I had it on my phone. But then I thought, well, what if I drop my phone? I said, you know what? Can I go ahead and have that boarding pass? She rolled her eyes at me. She goes, uh. I said, well, that's no problem. I said, if, if, if you've already closed the ticket, it's fine. I don't need it. She goes, no, I've got them right here in my hand. I said, oh. She said, I just asked you if you wanted them, and you said no. I said, I said, no, I'm aware of that. I said, after I said no, I thought, well, what if I drop my phone? She goes, no. You said no. And then said yes, because you're a man. So I looked her straight in the face and I just said, did you just assume my gender? Let me speak to your manager. I didn't say that. My God, that'd have been funny though. See you guys Wednesday. Praise the Lord. Can you sing something or something? Yeah. She says, she says, no, because you're a man. And I'm just sitting there smiling. Praise the Lord. I could care less. Crystal, on the other hand, this, this, this girl, she's about four foot nothing. And she just starts expanding. And I'm like, whoa, what is happening? She's growing, like turning green, you know, like the whole. And so I should have said, don't worry about it, baby, but I wanted to see what would happen. 
She's still smiling though, you know, because we're Christian. She's just smiling at this little lady. And the lady, she's looking for Crystal to agree. See, Christians understand the power of touching and agreeing. You start agreeing with somebody that's talking bad about your husband. You can have anything you touch and agree on. You'll start seeing all the faults and missing all the bright points. You start agreeing with what somebody's saying about your wife. Or God forbid, you bring it up. Let me tell you about all my wife's faults. Are you crazy? Somebody's going to go, oh yeah, that's right. I've seen that in her. Now you're in a position where you're going, did you just talk about my wife? No, I'm just agreeing. Well, disagree with me. So she's sitting there and said, well, you said that because you're a man. I'm like, okay. Chris was sitting there just... Give us the tickets, lady. Give us the tickets. And she goes, you know what I mean? And Crystal just smiling. Head doesn't move, a, not a micrometer in any direction. Because just a head nod. See, people don't understand. That's a green. Well, it's awkward when you don't. Yeah. But I don't want to go to heaven and have Jesus ask me, why'd you agree with what everybody said that was contrary to my word just to pacify the situation? I'm not here to agree with everything everybody says. I'm here to agree with what God says, privately and publicly. Most of the time, I'm not so concerned about what somebody says about me. I am concerned, though, about why they felt comfortable to say it about, to say it about me in front of you. Most marriages will get ten times better immediately if you just decide to keep your laundry private. Commit to do your laundry. Come on, somebody. But ma'am, it's not you and the girls anymore. You make him try to measure up to all of them. You got to understand, every person has their own set of hurts and pains they're dragging around. So they'll start looking at your husband through that lens based off of what you said. Or you can be an example for the kingdom of God of what a marriage should be and say, you know what, there's a lot in our marriage we just keep private. But I'm believing God in the name of Jesus for your marriage to improve. What? What are we going to talk about at work? I don't know. Work? So the lady says to me, she says, she says, it's because you're a man. She looks at Crystal. She's like, right? And Crystal's like. She goes, right? And Crystal's like. I was like, you do that one more time, you're going to get it. So I step back one more little step. And she goes, you know what I'm saying, right, ma'am? And Crystal goes, my husband is absolutely brilliant, and he was thinking ahead, and whatever you're trying to say, you are wrong. Thank you for our tickets. I said, say that again with your chest, woman. Brilliant! Brilliant coming through the airport, everybody! Do you need to go through security? Where's the brilliant line? That's where I go. I'll be a brilliant man of God I am. Put your arm in there, woman. Let's go for a walk. All she did was Song of Solomon. Use different terminology, maybe a little bit more 2021 related. 
But the Bible talked about that lady talking about her husband like he was a stag leaping from mountaintop to mountaintop. How many of you know your marriage might improve a little bit if when he comes home, he says, you just say, welcome, my great and mighty stag. You've been leaping from mountaintop to mountaintop. Come over here, my stag. We'd have to expand the children's ministry. In the world, not of the world. We have our own dialect. Let me speed up for the sake of time. Listen to this. We are prosperous and generous. The Bible says that he who was rich became poor, that we through his poverty might be made rich. We are prosperous and generous. We live an open-handed lifestyle. We're not trying to hold on to what we have so long that it decays in the cupboard. We're trying to sow in the right season what we want and we need to grow. We value the Word of God. We value our time together. Come help me finish this, Jamie. Thank you. Oh, well, Appreciate it. Last thing I think. We value the word. We value our time together. But listen to this. We believe in and expect the supernatural. We believe God's going to do something great and grand at any moment. We believe that his hand is not dormant nor has it lost any power, any strength. We believe he can change households and relationships and people and hearts. We believe he can change situations. We believe he can change doctor's reports in a moment, in a millisecond. We believe God can do it. And if for some reason it doesn't happen the way we would hope, we understand that heaven is never a penalty for a believer. We expect and believe the supernatural. We expect God to do what he said he would do. We expect him to show up with fire. We expect the sound of a a rushing mighty wind. We expect that if we get thrown in the fiery furnace, he will be there to walk with us. We expect the supernatural. We expect God to expand us. When the world says contract, we just hear expand. When the world says it's going to take too long and be too expensive, we say all the gold is his, all the silver is his, the cattle on a thousand hills is his. He supplies our needs according to his riches and glory. We do not draw back into perdition, but we're rather those that are bold in faith and bold as lions speaking and declaring the word of God. Because we expect the supernatural. We expect God to do what he said he would do. We expect God to reach out to our prodigal sons and daughters and in the right moment, they will come to themselves and they will beat a path home, spiritually speaking. We expect the supernatural. We go to bed and we thank God for being the God of the night just as much as He's the God of the day, speaking to us in dreams and visions. We expect the supernatural. We expect supernatural encounters. We expect God to do something radical 
with our business, with our family, with our life. We're coming up on Thanksgiving. Right now, you ought to be thinking about how you can have an impact on those that you will be with at Thanksgiving that very seldom are you actually with them other than that. Lord, what can I say? What can I do? What music should I have playing? When I pray, should I quote a scripture? What scripture should I read, Lord? Should I have one of my kids pray? Should I, what should I do? How can I weave you into the situation? Because we're expecting the supernatural. We're expecting people's hearts to melt like wax when his presence flows like a river. We're expecting God to do something at any and all times. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there are a couple of things that I'd love for you to do. Number one, subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episodes will always be in your feed waiting for you, ready when you are. And secondly, follow us on social media. That is the best way to stay up to date on everything happening at New Heights. We look forward to you joining us next time on the New Heights podcast. And if you are ever in the Bryan College Station area, we invite you to come out to New Heights Church for a live service. I promise we'll make you feel right at home.